When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. 3-2. Fly ball, right field, pretty deep. Downey back. It is over his head! Here comes Murray! Sooners win! Sooners win! Brady Lindsley walks him off! Win column! Sooners! Game over! Light the fireworks! All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. That was one of my all-time favorite Toby Rowland calls. Let's see, there was uh, Buddy Heel. He can do the salsa. He can do the samba. Uh, there was Trey Young. He is the greatest showman. Uh, there was Baker. Give him the Heisman. Every Samaj P. Ryan, get off me. But light the fireworks for some reason, Toby. That really resonated with me. That was a fun night, wasn't it? I'd say this has been a fun season so far. And um, what a great start to Big 12 play for Skip Johnson's team. Um, a thriller on, again, it was Friday night. The, the different nights have me messed up. <laughs> me that too. was game two, which was Friday night. And uh, Brady Lindsley has been one of the great stories for this team this year. There was a... Yeah, really a four-way battle to be the catcher on this team when the season started. And I don't know that he was the front runner, but he has, uh, without a doubt, won the job and is their leading hitter in the lineup every day now. Um, only a sophomore out of Keller, Texas. And that was the moment of the season for him so far, to beat one of the great closers in all of college baseball, Troy Montemayor, on Friday night and uh, keep OU perfect in Big 12 play. That was a lot of fun. It's been fun so far. And it's kind of funny because since we're intertwining the countdown to the spring game and obviously the, the start of conference play for baseball and softball, there's a lot of people that have eyes on Kyler Murray and maybe a lot more than we typically would watching OU baseball because of what he's trying to do. Toby, I, I know you've had a chance to talk to him on some of the post-game shows. I know that you've had interviews with him before in the past. You've had a plane ride with him back in the day. 
But what what have you noticed about this two sport? I don't even want to say attempt anymore. Standout with the way things are going with baseball this year. How do you think he's handling that so far? I think there's a drastic difference in him from last year to this year um, on the baseball field, and I don't see him over at football a lot. Uh, I, I haven't seen him at football in the spring yet. We'll try to get by practice before the spring game sometime, but I see him at baseball every day, and just his um, the way he carries himself is drastically different. I, I think it felt like last year, whether it should have or not, it felt like he was a little bit of an outsider that they were trying to find a way to get at bats for. You know, he, he wasn't there every day because of football practice. He was there a lot, but he wasn't there every day. He wasn't hitting at a great average. Um, he'd be in the lineup maybe one out of every three games. And he was he was on the fringe of the team. He was on the team, but he was kind of, you know, on the outside of the main part of the team. That's what it felt like. This year, he's the heart of the team, really. And, wow. um, you know, he's buddies with all these guys and they've got him in the four hole which I would not have guessed that coming into the season I don't think anybody anticipated that he was a cleanup hitter not with that speed you know I thought you know that ideally he's the leadoff man and if he's not hitting real well then maybe you put him at the bottom of the lineup and you still get his uh you get a speed in the lineup there but um ever since he's been moved to the four hole this team has been a better hitting team he hit the ball better, and everybody around him hit the ball better. And I think what Skip figured out is Kyler Murray carries himself with a different presence than maybe anybody else on this campus. You know, there is a quiet confidence to that young man. It's not a Baker Mayfield loud confidence. It's not a Buddy Heald loud confidence. It is a, I don't need to say anything, uh, but I'm Kyler Murray, and I've just arrived at the ballpark. What are you going to do about it? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I would think. And with him in the middle of the lineup, I think it's intimidating to opponents. I think Steele Walker gets better pitches to hit in front of him. I think Brady Lindsley and Riley Ware behind him have uh, a speedster on base a lot of times to drive in. The lineup just clicked the moment they put him in the four hole. And you can tell, uh, you know, camaraderie-wise, when he's around the cages uh, before the game, uh, when when uh, he's dogpiling in center field with the team after the game, when you look around at a baseball game and you see his football teammates that are there to cheer him on, that he's just more comfortable. He's more a part of the fabric of both teams, I think, now than perhaps he was a year ago. Certainly he's in line to make a run at being QB1. Yes. And so that puts him right in the middle of everything in football. But he is, without a doubt, an integral integral part to what they're doing on the baseball field this year and the success they're having. And it's not they're not shoehorning him in to try to get him to my back. They need him in the lineup every day. And so I think you can just tell that his comfort level is different than a year ago. And I think too, Toby, it's it's a credit to Lincoln Riley. And Skip Johnson coming up with a plan, and Coach Riley has said it many times, hey, 
we've we've fine tuned this. We feel pretty good about the schedule that he's on. I, I had a chance to talk to Kyler, and like I said, you have two. We talked to Skip about it. They feel really good about where they are schedule-wise with him. He feels really good about it. I know that everyone panics because, like you said, he's in line to be the starter this year, and they just want that focus on football for some of the fan base. But, man, I've loved this. I've loved watching him. It's um, I'm tuned into every game anyway, but I want to see how he's doing. When he gets on base, it's it's like when Jocelyn Allo steps to the plate. You kind of stand up a little bit. You, you know something's going to happen. When Kyler Murray is on first base, you kind of pay a little bit closer attention because you know something special is about to happen too. Yeah, you know, you're right. He has a uh, – uh, there is a stop and watch to him. If you're walking by a television set, you're like, wait a second, Carlos back. And it's last year it was all about the speed. Right. You know, and this year it's about the speed, but it's more than that. It's uh it's the power, it's the average. He made two really nice plays in center field uh the other night that helped save that game in a in a close baseball game, a throw to the plate that was a just a cannon that saved a run. And then he then the very next batter with guys in scoring position made a play racing back to the warning track in deep center field. So it's it's really everything he's doing for this team. It's not just the speed this year, although there is nothing more fun to watch <laughs> than him going first to third or first to home on a on a ball in the gap. But uh, he's a special young man and the gifts that he has, and I don't know how it's going to play out on the football field this year. We'll see. But I promise you the list of better all-around athletes in the history of the University of Oklahoma is very, very short. Kyler Murray is, is way up there on that list because he is an extraordinary athlete. You know, obviously, uh, we're, we're talking with Toby, and we're going to go in-depth on a couple of football storylines, but I want to add one more thing on baseball. There's been one player who I think, right right, right or wrong, whenever you see so much focus on Kyler because of what he's doing, but man, when I look at the numbers and I watch what Cade Harris is doing, I'm not going to say it came out of nowhere because he had a pretty good season, but his consistency and what he's able to provide in the field, I'm digging. He's kind of been my little hidden gem for this team so far this year, and it really hasn't been all that hidden. Now he's leading the Big 12 in three different categories. (laughs) Wow. Walks, doubles, and runs scored. He's the leadoff man. Um, He gets on base, which which is what you want a leadoff man to do. He's got enough power to be scary if he comes up with guys... Uh, you know, on base in front of him later in games. He plays a great left field. He, he's also kind of one of those baseball guys that plays with a little, like he, he needs to be dirty. Like he's, <laughs> you, know, you feel like Cade needs to go out there and rub a little dirt and grass on him before the game a little bit. Um, and he's a guy that I think is shooting up in the eyes of the scouts as well. You know, a, a left-handed bat with speed and power who has a, obviously a very good eye at the plate because of all the walks that he draws, um, is is attractive to the scouts at the next level, too. So uh, he's one of several guys on this team that has taken a step forward. And I'm pretty convinced now, I mean, we're halfway through this season, that their pitching's for real. You know, I think the offense has been a little bit streaky at times, more good streaks than bad streaks lately. And the defense is, uh, they're pretty much average in an error a game, which, I know they'd love to do away with that, but 
we've seen enough of this pitching now. Irvin, Perez, Wiles, that bullpen, that was a very, very deep bullpen that I think they're legit uh, on the mound, and that'll uh, keep you in, if not win, a whole lot of games. Well, I'm excited. I get to travel to Tulsa tonight to watch him play ORU. Uh, I haven't had the best road record with baseball, T-Row. I'm a little bit nervous about that. I think they've lost my last two road trips I've got to go on, but... I kind of love this little battle that we find that we continue to have for the midweek starter. And this is a fun series. There's always a lot of Sooner fans up at JL Johnson Stadium. So I think I'm pretty excited for tonight. I think it's going to be a fun game. It's always uh, – I love JL Johnson Stadium. The, the folks up at ORU are always uh, so friendly and accommodating. You're right. We always have so many uh, fans in the Tulsa area that roll out for this game. Oklahoma has not had a lot of success there in recent years. And because uh, ORU's got a good baseball, team. yes, they do. And I think you know they they get up to play the Sooners every year, and rightfully so. Um, so these two teams will play each other home and home here in the next couple of weeks. And the first game is tonight up in Tulsa. But I feel like your luck is due to change. And I would br- I definitely bring an eraser tonight. Oh yeah, because I don't I don't know who's going to start, but I think you're going to see a whole lot of pitchers play oh, <laughs> uniforms tonight. I've got. I've- I've- I've got to expand my score sheets from seven to nine innings for uh, tonight only. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't, I don't know who's going to start, but I think uh, you'll see Skip roll out a bunch of arms tonight. I want to, uh, and and again, I know you're busy, but before we let you go, I kind of want to wrap up ten good minutes with Toby here with some spring game thoughts because. I, I I get excited. I know you get excited. It's always the spring game's always kind of special to me because it's the first event we got to work together. So I've always uh it's been important to me. You get a lot of access to players and to coaches. And from what I understand, T Row, with the stoop ceremony on Saturday morning and the event Friday night, there's a lot of former players who are gonna be in town and seeing this. And let's face it, there's a lot of storylines for this spring game. I'm starting to get a little overly excited for April fourteenth. I'm with you. I don't know that they've made public yet the list of names that are coming back for uh, the Friday night event for Bob and the and the Saturday statue unveiling. So I don't want to get myself in trouble and overstep my bounds. But suffice it to say, it is very impressive. And I mean, just think of the biggest names in the Stoops era, and they're going to be there. Wow! Uh, that weekend. And, um, you know, the concert's going to be a lot of fun, and I think there's still some uh, uh, wrinkles to the game that haven't been announced yet that are going to be fun. Uh, the understanding by everyone involved as to how important this day is now with the change in how recruiting works, the recruiting calendar works, and how many young men are going to be on campus that uh, Lincoln Riley and his staff, uh, you know, want to impress, and Sooner fans get the opportunity to to be a part of that. And that's all That's all around the game. And, right. You know, what's going on in the field, um, I think is important, especially at the quarterback position, and maybe at some of the other positions, but especially at the quarterback position, you, you want to see how those guys perform in front of a crowd. You want, you want to know if your guy's going to tighten up a little bit or if he plays better when uh, the lights come on. Um, but, you know, I how much it could be vanilla. We know that we don't want to give any of your opponents too much. Uh, We're not going to see any uh, insight as to how the offense is going to be or anything like that. But 
the game will will have a little more, I think, importance to it this year than in the last, well, couple of years when we knew it was Baker. Mm-hmm. And there is an element of an unknown to it this year as far as uh, Tyler or Austin or, or who the starting quarterback is going to be. So that's kind of at the heart of it. But they've done a really nice job of dressing everything else up. As you know, for what you and I get to do, it's a little different than – it's a lot different than a normal football game. And you and Teddy are really the keys to that because of the access we do get uh, down on the sidelines, uh, pregame and postgame, but in-game as well the opportunity to talk to players, uh, coaches, um, some of those big names that I mentioned that are going to be back. Um, you know, we're partly doing play-by-play when we have the chance to, but it's a whole lot of, of an entertainment show. It's a little more of a red carpet feel, I think. <laughs> big game is. And so that's a lot of fun for, I know for you and Teddy down on the field and for, and for those who get to listen to our broadcast as well. So, uh, I hope that the weather uh, will cooperate and we'll get a beautiful spring day. Uh, I'm going to get up early and go see if I can find some bargains at the spring sale. Uh, I'm going to definitely uh, swing around by, uh, I don't know what we're calling it now, Statue Park or what, I don't know what we're going to call it, but I'm going to swing around and see what the new, uh, what the statues look like in their new home. I'm going to uh, take in a little of a uh, trace during commercial breaks, maybe, because I think we're on the air at the same time. But it'll be a fun day. And then when it's over, Chris, we've got a, a big-time baseball game that night. Yeah, we do. we uh, got Texas. And you, and you have softball, too, right? Does yep. softball play that night? Yep. Softball's like immediately afterwards. I think softball's at 5 is our adjusted time for the game on that Saturday night. So we got a full weekend, man. we got a full Purple day. Header. Yeah. There's, you, baseball's not until 8, so you can do, you know, football – Softball, baseball, all in the same day, all on campus, and uh, you would sleep very well that night. That'll be a lot of fun. (laughs) Thanks, Toby. We'll talk to you on Friday. All right. See you, buddy. So thanks to Toby Rowland for joining us. I had a chance to travel with the Sooner softball team as we made our way to Waco for a huge series against the Baylor Bears, a nationally ranked Baylor Bears. All the Sooners did was sweep them, a dominating performance. And after the game on Sunday, we caught up with Paige Lowry. All right, Paige Lowry, first of all, let's talk about this team sweeping Baylor this weekend. An incredible winning streak right now. How do you feel about where this team is? Um, We're just clicking on all cylinders right now. Um, We feel really good on all parts of our game, so we're just trying to go out there and do what we know how to do. How did it feel for you? You didn't see a ton of innings this weekend, but you came in with the game on the line. You crave those kind of situations, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I love coming in when the game is tough, and um, whenever I'm called upon, I just want to go in there and just do what I know how to do. And I love coming in for Paige because we're so different, so I just wanted to give Baylor a different look. You were hitting mid-70s. The game plan seemed to be just to, to attack them. So from that perspective, how did you feel tonight coming out of this game and getting this win? I felt really good with my spots. I felt like all of my pitches were working tonight. So I just wanted to get ahead and see if I, how fast I could put them away. Congrats on the win. Thank you. Sooners have a road trip scheduled for Ames, Iowa this weekend. We'll be all over it on the Sooner Radio Network, AM 1560, the franchise too. All right, thanks to Toby Rowland. Thanks to Paige Lowry. Thanks to you for listening and subscribing to the Sooner Sports Podcast, Soonersports.tv slash podcast. However you consume podcasts, we have you covered 
there. Have a great week. And until we rejoin you for the tailgate on Friday, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.